Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got another awesome guest for you. This guest has been in The Big Bang Theory, Pam and Tommy, and coming up again, season two of Upload on Amazon, is Josh Banday. Josh, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. You know what? It's an absolute pleasure, and I've got to say, uh, Upload season one was awesome, and when it ended, it ended on a cliffhanger. And we was all left in suspense. So come March the 11th, I think it is, uh, we get to see it again. But before we chat about your awesome career, uh, what I norm- normally ask the guests is a bit of a check-in, really, because these last two years have been quite challenging, to say the least. Um, you know, I would like to know, um, you know, how have you coped over the last two years and how have you kept positive and kept moving forward step by step? Wow. Uh, that's a great, was something happening over the last two years that I missed? Um, <laughs> Just a few things, you know, no, it seems like business as usual. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I've got two kids, so there's not a lot of opportunity to sit in your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, um, they keep you going. They keep you, uh, needed basically Hmm. but i have my own kind of coping mechanisms one of the things i noticed that was really now that you've asked this question um when the whole thing started i was really low Hmm. you know uploaded come out and it was a strange feeling of like success inside of box you know Hmm. like you you go out in the media and you see all this great press and you know, all this success, and then you turn off your computer and you're just in your living room still, you know. Um, so what I started doing was telling stories. Um, I went on Instagram and I would read like a bedtime story. Just underneath the weight of this stress, I felt like people needed a break. You know, mm. it was like scrolling through. There were the riots that were happening, you know, in the U.S., um there was the pandemic and a bunch of stuff and i was like i want people to find something different so i started doing that and then recently after omicron came out i noticed i started doing it again but i did it on tiktok and i would just tell people to send me suggestions for stories and i would just make up a bedtime story like at like 10 o'clock at night (laughs) um but i found that like being able to uh, give myself an opportunity to kind of melt into a completely different world um, has been really therapeutic. Mm. Um, and then something I feel like I need to say uh, is that, you know, I'm a mixed black Mexican dude and I go to therapy twice a week sometimes when I really need it. Uh, and that's okay to do, 
and has really helped me through this whole process. It's strange you say that about therapy because here in the UK, it's not heard of. So literally, the way I look at it is like you go to the gym to, you know, make your body healthy. So why wouldn't you go to a therapist to make your mind healthy? I just just don't get it why it's so frowned upon here in the UK. Is it the same situation? Yeah. Like, is it kind of like it has a stigma of weakness or yeah. maybe self-indulgence? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's sort of what it is here. Mm. But I'm yeah, for me, it's just clearing the cash. It's you get you get that list, you know, going in your head of things you have to do and stressors that, that come into your mind and they don't leave unless you have this opportunity sometimes to just flush it all out, mm. you know, in mm. a way that only therapy does. And the wonderful thing is that you've got kids like me. I've got two little girls, one eight and one four. And <sighs> I've, I've got to say through this pandemic, literally you know, spend a bit of time with my girls and you're going to be happy. And it's just a, a godsend. It really, really is. But let's talk about your acting because it always puzzles me why someone would like to try and get into a industry that's so full of ups and downs. Um, so many challenges. I mean, why acting and why not some other profession? Yeah, um... You know, I think it was always this thing that was in the back of my mind. But whenever I looked in the mirror at myself, it never seemed like a possibility, right? So like my dad's family, everybody is a longshoreman. And that was the perceived path. Mm. But the thing is, I suck at that job. <laughs> <I'm> terrible. <laughs> I tried it. Uh, I crashed a truck on like my first day. I almost got killed my second day. It just wasn't ever going to work out for me. Um, and then I tried teaching uh, like high school and middle school, which was really fun and a lot like acting in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Um, and then I think, yeah, and then I was a graphic designer for a long time. And then I got fired from my first job. Uh, when I took my first feature and, you know, I talked it over with my boss. I was like, is this okay? He fired me anyway. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to give this like five years. And if it doesn't work out, then I wasn't meant to be an actor. Mm. Um, but the joy that I get from being able to play characters uh, and be a part of story is I can't beat it with any other job. Mm. So I think like if I couldn't make money at this, I'd be just performing in my living room for my pets. Mm. It's it's a compulsion that I have. So uh, why acting? Because I'm a sick person in my mind. <laughs> you know what? We often we often see actors on on the screen or on film and think what an easy job, but. It's got to be hard to get into this industry. I mean, how hard has it been for you to get to where you are now? It's been difficult. <laughs> um, I think when you talk to actors about their careers, they tend to do this thing where they go like, yeah, you know, I studied at this school and then I did Stella Adler and then I did Shakespeare and then, da -da -da, you know, they don't talk about, um, you know, being double parked at a Kinko's so that you can photocopy your headshots 
because you can't afford the paper at home. And they don't talk about not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from. Um, it's been really difficult, but it's balanced by the joy that it brings by actually being able to do the work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, acting is, <laughs> it's a weird thing because it's a thing that you're almost given permission to do. You know, like as a musician, you love music. You can sit down, I can sit down in my living room and play guitar and get this great enjoyment out of it. But, you know, being an actor, someone has to go like, okay, entertain me. Um, and so it feels like a gift mm. every time you get it. Uh, I think that's what keeps me going in doing it. Mm. I mean, you obviously yeah. are doing very, very well because your credits so far are just awesome. Uh, I mean, obviously, when starting out, I mean, who were your idols, the people that you looked up to in the industry that you maybe wanted to be a bit like? I um, I looked up to a lot of people. Um, I think number one, it started out with Jordy LaForge uh, on Star Trek. I just, I thought he was like the coolest thing. Um, and I remember taking my mom's like hair things, the, the not the bandanas, but like this thing. And I would put them over my eyes because he had that visor thing. It was so cool. And I would just pretend that I was Jordy LaForge because he was so like intelligent and interesting and a black eye on sci-fi, which like you just didn't see. Mm. Um, but I think... Still, my idol today is is Jeffrey Wright. You know, he got to play Basquiat. He got to, you know, play Prisoner. He was, um, he's his career is just full of these really diverse and interesting characters. And the funny thing is, like, he's so respected in the industry. But when I tell my friends who are like non-industry people about him, they're like, "Oh, who is he?" And I'm like. Oh, no, you don't understand. This man is incredible. Um, he's he's such a, a chameleon and consummate actor. I, if I could have like a tenth of his uh, career and talent, mm. I mean, that'd be a dream come true. <laughs> and then you turn into uh, pursuing comedy, uh, which I've noticed on your social me me media. I mean, <laughs> why why comedy? Because that's got to be one of the hardest things to do because li literally it's dependent on the audience and what they find funny um you see british comedy doesn't always go down well in the states because i think we get a few <laughs> things lost in translation um uh, but <laughs> sarcasm especially especially but you know what got you into comedy and why comedy over say like the serious acting yeah i think because it's hard mm. you know i i started out right after college i i joined a shakespeare company and did that um for i think three or four years and i loved it uh and i was like okay cool what do i do how do i train up and i wanted to go and do second city uh, which was here in la and also in chicago and i remember talking to um my mentor about it and he said mm -hmm. don't do it you'll never make it and i was like oh okay he's like no they're not gonna let you in like you have to be funny 
And <laughs> I think what he didn't realize was that like galvanized me. Mm-hmm. Like I had to, I had to do it. Um, you know, I was always the kid that had an impression of every member of my family. I was always the kid that was like trying to clear the air by making everybody laugh. Mm-hmm. And so it played very naturally into that compulsion. Um, and what I found out was the only difference between comedy and drama is music and timing. Mm. Um, a good story in a drama and a good story in a comedy are essentially the same things uh, besides like an ending in mm. a perspective. Uh, so I went to eventually got to the Groundlings to their Sunday company, which was really fun. They drilled me on character and stuff. And when the pandemic hit, uh, I had this engine in my head to make comedy out of every single situation. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't turn it off. And so that's why I turned to social media. I was like, I've got to figure out how to get all this stuff out. Um, and so I did Instagram and posted some music stuff and then recently got into TikTok and the comedy is is so specific and interesting. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. <laughs> do, do you know what? The quirky com- comedy I like, I mean, can I just say you do one of the best Morgan Freeman impressions that <laughs> I've ever heard and he's probably got the best voice ever. Literally, I want him to narrate my funeral. Um, is that God? He really, really is. And obviously, you mentioned Groundlings because Groundlings. A lot of the viewers and listeners in the UK might not know what that is, but there is quite a few, um, you know, very well-known names connected to the Groundlings. Um, one comes to mind, which is Dak Shepherd, that uh, that uh, does the podcast um, Armchair Expert. Because he always talks podcast. about it continuously. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what is it like at the ground, ground, Groundlings? And what is it? Is it a bit like SNL where, you know, all these awesome names come come together? Yeah, it's uh, it's a longstanding comedy school in L.A. It started out as a performing center. And then it goes this route that all the comedy schools go. It starts out as just a stage where people come and perform and then they come to see a specific kind of show Mm. so groundlings was known for its emphasis on character you know um and eventually it became a school and started teaching this method uh and so now it is this kind of machine you you go in with however much experience you have and it's one of the few schools in la where they can kick you out if you don't pass a certain amount of wow. times in their classes they say like thank you so much <laughs> that's it at the ground links wow. so you go through i think seven levels seven or eight levels uh, of improvisation character building sketch writing and at the very end of that is a very snl kind of situation uh, which is sunday company you're coming in every week you are pitching sketches you put them up on stage that weekend um and at the end you do like a review of like the last six months Mm -hmm. and it's one of the most grueling experiences i've ever been through (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like it's comedy uh, boot camp. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and so I, I yeah, mean, you, it sounds it sounds like hard work, and yeah. I presume at the end when you finish, is it a case of that's it? I'm really funny, or <laughs> is it a case of you've <laughs> yes. passed? You get a badge uh, that you you know, or like a membership card that says I am funny. And you, awesome. you can show that for discounts around LA. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. A discount card. Um, <laughs> so, so who, who uh, during your time at Ground, Groundlings, were there, there any other names that we might recognize that, that, that you worked with? Yeah. Um, Taryn Killam was around uh, when I was coming up. Um, there is... I think two or three people who are on SNL right now, Chloe Feynman, mm. I actually did uh, one or two levels with. Um, and she's currently an SNL cast member and extremely funny. Um, I did Sunday with Jake Nordwind, who's also writing for SNL. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of garners the the best of the best. Mm. And you know. and would that be one of your dreams come true to appear on SNL or is that a bit too? I mean that that to me I would be petrified to be on that because because <laughs> uh, when I went to college for performing arts, literally imp improv was like the, my my worst thing because I would start and then I would be thinking in the back of my brain. Oh, I need to pick that up from the shops, and and then literally, I, this is why I can't juggle or anything like that. My brain just goes off on a tangent. Um, but would you want to go on SNL? Um, awesome show. It's been around for donkey's years. Yeah, right. Um, I actually have like a recurring dream that I'm on it, and Lauren Michaels is like, "Okay, you're up," and I don't have the script. Like that regularly happens to me. Um, it it is a dream for me and i think what i want is for lauren michaels to tell me no and then i can let go of it and yeah. be done with it but i haven't <laughs> really gotten the opportunity yet but yeah i would totally do it but i think he i think keenan's gotta get out of there before i can we're a little too similar in <laughs> that's look. it we can sort that out we can sort it yeah, out absolutely. We, we, we can get rid of him there Let's are ways yeah i've got no people problem. on speed dial you know, they'll, the they'll never find us. Um, so no. <laughs> ups and downs of this career, um, you know, obviously there's amazing ups and there's got to be incredible downs in the way of auditioning and rejection. So let's start with the ups. I mean, what what's great about being a working actor? I think my favourite thing is when you bring something that the writer and the director didn't know they needed and they go like, Oh, that's, that wasn't written in. We've got to have that. Or one of my favorite things was breaking the crew on a comedy. So if I'm in a comedy show and I just perform something and I notice the cameraman's trying not to shake, because he's laughing like that's that's the high 100 percent um yeah and you know the the success of being on different kinds of shows for me is big mm. because you know 
growing up, I didn't see a lot of multi multicultural people in roles like this. You know, stuff like Pam and Tommy, sci-fis, it's a huge honor. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, being able to do those things, it means a lot to me. And and you see, because I think, you know, what's happening in the world of ent entertainment right, right now is just amazing. Um, you know, it's a lot more diverse. I mean, do you notice it change, change, changing from an actor's point of view? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of shifts. You know, there's still the vast majority of projects are, you know, white male leads. Mm. But I'm noticing that there are some chances that are being taken, you know, uh, and some different casting decisions. I think right now we're in an interesting, like, murky area where we're trying to be so right that we're overcorrecting in some areas, mm. right? Like, I'm uncomfortable with casting asking me how Mexican, how Filipino am I for a role? And I'm like, that's, just let me be an actor. <laughs> just let me. Wow. Just let wow. me do the bit. Yeah. I'm like, that's a bit of an overcorrection. I understand what you're trying to do. We're going a little too far. Um, I think the most important part of this moment right now in media is that we're telling diverse stories, mm. right? We're getting different perspectives from different races and being able to apply that to any audience. Mm. I think that's the best thing that we're doing. Yeah, it's definitely mo moving in the right right direction. And obviously, um, you know, the downs, um, I, I, you know, the downs of the profession is, is being away from your family. And I've got to say on social media, back in I think it was May last year um, you had to spend a bit of time away away from your family um, <clears throat> you did document the return back which I've got to say was the sweetest thing and I literally had a frog <laughs> in my throat because do you know for me oh. if I've got to spend you know three days on a company sort of retreat away from the family it's it's awful it's absolutely awful because it's yeah. like you can't breathe and it's like you know you can't relax or sleep or anything like that so having i think you said you had three months away i just wanted to months. if it's okay with you i wanted to put the pictures up on on the screen um yeah. so we've got one here so this is you <laughs> dressing up first impressions are important and you sir <laughs> definitely made that impression um absolutely <laughs> loving the shirt and then <laughs> and then obviously i'll take that down and the next next one is your mm. little one uh is it boy girl it's a girl her name is simone oh man yeah. two girls as well same as me <laughs> yeah, you're, you're now out though. you're now outnumbered uh you've yeah. got a lot of trouble ahead um, yes. A lot of uh, Mariah Carey moments um, are yet to come your way, <laughs> and then wait. the sweetest, the sweetest um, shot there. <laughs> and I feel really, really bad because I, I haven't got a pi pi picture of your other half. Obviously, she is important to you as well. Uh, yes, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, obviously, apart from you know being away from your fam family, what what are the other things, the other challenges that you face as an actor? Um, as sort of a word to warn, uh, a word of warning for potential actors wanting to make it in this profession. 
I mean, acting demands so much of you as a person. Mm. And once you have kids, you're faced with them just being your entire world. Mm. Um, the best part about it is it'll always be more difficult to be a dad than it will to be an actor. It puts those things into perspective. But the time away is tough. Um, the reason why those pictures were so important was because I wasn't there when someone was born and didn't get to see her for three months. We had planned for them to come meet me in Canada, but then Canada raised its restrictions and, and border rules. We couldn't get a passport. So I had to watch her delivered over FaceTime. And, wow. you know, I just remember being in that room after I hung up and how quiet it was. You know, I watched my first kid delivered and that was a life-changing experience. And this second time, it was even more defining. Mm -hmm. You know, you realize how important it is. You know, you've got kids. I, it's, it's unlike anything else in the world. Do you know what? In that second when your first child is born, literally your whole life um, priorities change. So your mm -hmm. meaning as, a, you know, a, a man in this world completely changes. Gone are your self-preservation, but it's now all about that child or your children and making sure that they're safe and they're loved uh, no matter what they want to be when they grow up, uh, who they ever want to love or if they want to identify as whatever they want to, you know, as long as they're happy. And I think that's what the key is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was at the birth of both both of mine and uh, um, my wife did an, an awesome job. Uh, I would never mm -hmm. want to go through that. Um, so I'll give her the props <laughs> no, for thank that. You. Uh, and it yes. was tra traumatic to watch. Uh, <laughs> it really was. But it was astonishing. It really, really was. But you know what? You may have missed the second one, Simone's, but you've got the rest of her life uh, for you to uh, be a personal butler. Um, uh, <laughs> Daddy, get me this. Daddy, get me that. So, yes, uh, <laughs> there's no trouble asking. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Upload because Upload Season 1 um, was amazing. Uh, great show. It's from the creator of The Office. Um, if you could tell the viewers uh, and listeners, um, the ones un under the rocks, that is, who you play and a bit about the show. Sure. Um, so Upload is basically the concept of what if after you died, you could upload yourself to a digital world? Uh, and those digital worlds were run by uh, all the big companies that you see in front of you right now. So like Apple has a heaven and, you know, Frito-Lay has, has a heaven. Um, and so I play a technician or um, a customer service agent named Ivan. And he's kind of your average customer service agent that you would see there's he's very no frills he's just working a day job uh but they're literally called angels and he's 
the angel that I would want to have because he's just like, what do you want? <laughs> just, I, I adore him. <laughs> and how was the project presented to you? Because it's an aston- astonishing story. So how was the uh, the, pro- the project given to you? And what was the, au- the audition like for the show? Oh, I thought it bombed. 100%. Um, it was one of four auditions I was going on that day. And as I was reading the the casting associate who was reading with me wasn't the director it was like an associate was mouthing my lines as i was doing them (laughs) and i was just like this is such you know a crapshoot there's no way i'm gonna i'm gonna get this and i found out later that like i was one of the first people that greg cast if not the first one which really surprised me and i still haven't figured out um but like before they had their stars he was just like yeah this dude and they're like do you want to do this show with greg daniels and you know i loved parks and rec i loved the office because they weren't just funny they brought heart i think that's why they're so rewatchable and rewatchable it's the comfort show for some people for me um and it's because he brings that heart to every project that he touches and I'm like I have to know how he does it as an actor as a writer like I have to know so yeah I couldn't I couldn't say no to it and they've done a great job in the way of the casting because the cast on that show are just awesome they really are and the one thing I like about shows is where you know no character is bigger than any other it's like every character in the show has their special moments and and scenes and it's just great for that. Um, what I was what I was thinking about when you were talking about other companies, I was thinking that face Facebook are all, already halfway there with Metaverse. Do you know what I mean? It's so, so scary, right? It could happen. <laughs> it really could happen. Um, so, so season two hits our screens on March the 11th, and it was announced that your character is now a season regular. Um, oh, my camera just went off again. Uh, is a season regular so i'm not actually sure what season regular means uh i'm hoping that means that we see more of you and if so can you divulge on what we've got to expect from ivan in season two well let me just tell you how the whole thing ends um no i'm just kidding (laughs) i think it's a so seasons or series regular means that you are a, a a bit of a bigger role. You're stepping into the story and you're seen on almost every episode. Uh, and so that's a huge honor to be a part of the story of mm-hmm. Upload. Um, in season two, things get a little bit bigger. We see a little bit more of the world in Upload. We get to see uh, the different factions that are coming into play uh, between you know, the Luddites who are kind of these naturalist people and the regular world, which is kind of just inundated with technology. Uh, And Ivan is somewhere in between. He's just like, whatever makes it possible for me to have ramen, I will side with that team at that time. And I think (laughs) that's exactly where most of us would be. Um, Yeah. I think he's he's who I would be in this world. Uh, so that's that's been pretty cool to play. Is kind of mm. the the everyman in this. And the question question is: Are we going to see you in 
any more dapper suits because <laughs> this suit here, I oh. mean, come on. Oh. I mean, please say they let you keep that suit after production. I mean, it's custom made. So, I mean, what are they going to do with it? They're not going to miss it. Is it in Josh? my closet right now? Yeah, I'm not Josh. at liberty to say. Was it pilfered from set? I don't know. You've Just borrowed it. It's fine. You're the caretaker. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, oh, just in case they need it back. Yeah. <laughs> you wear it for an office party or something. It's like, oh. That's right. Just <laughs> Oops. show up. Oops. Did, Oops, did you keep anything thing. from any, any of your shows? Because the sponsors of my show, Prop Store, they deal with screen use props and cost costumes from literally all the big movies oh. and TV shows. Uh, so just out of curiosity, do you keep anything as like a memento from your show? I did this last time. Um, normally I don't because I see those things as kind of, it's a way of releasing the character hmm. in a way. Um, but, you know, this season we get to see Ivan's room. And when I stepped into that space... Props had done such an amazing job of building out this character and their living space. It was, it informed everything that I did in season two. And when I left, uh, I took a prop, a prop Batmobile that they had, of course, taken all the logos off of, but um, it was much bigger than I thought. And it's currently sitting in my garage, but to me, like touching you make that it thing sound really big. How big is it? If it's in, in, <laughs> it's in, too... <laughs> in your garage. <laughs> so I was thinking it was like Batmobile. It's it's like as, as big as my shoulders. It's okay. too big. It's intimidating, you know. Mm. Um, and was definitely removed from my luggage at some point. So someone was just like, "What is this <laughs> at the airport?" <laughs> Talk talking about Batman and Jeff Jeffrey Wright. Um, I went to see the Batman last week, uh, a, prem a premiere, and uh, the embargo got lifted so I could talk about it. And Jeffrey oh. Wright in, in that mo movie, superb. Absolutely. It's a Batman not like any other. Um, mm. Rob Robert Pat Patterson plays an awesome bat Batman. And ev everyone got hung up on him with Twilight. Do you know what I mean? And they forget that he... You know, has done so many wonderful, um, you know, shows. But I actually saw the Batmobile in person as well, and it's oh. in a hell of a car. Literally, oh, so if security wasn't looking, I would have, you know, <laughs> taken a wheel or some, some something home to ha add to my collection. <laughs> but right. if you could, if you could pick, like, because because obviously up uploads got a great storyline. If you could pick, say, if you were in upload yourself and that was your afterlife, what would that look like? Wow. Um, okay, so my upload. I've never been asked this. Everyone in the cast has been asked this question. I've never been asked this question. I don't know why. Um, but here we are. So here's what I think it would be. Um, I'd have to have a space to just create stuff like i'm a compulsive writer and storyteller so just like an open space with like paint and computers and stuff and then like a video game room where i can just be a nerd with like video games and comics and all the dvds and then 
some place to experience my kids at every age, I think would be really cool. Cause it's like, you know, they're babies and then they're never babies again. Mm, they're five true. and you get to, you know, do the imagination yeah. thing, you know, but mm. if you could like, I feel like I'm being, you know, being with them in their teens today and like just going through that. <laughs> I don't know if I, anyone would choose that. I, yeah. I've done about teens, you know, Maybe not. <laughs> four and five are their key yeah. stage. Eight is actually saying that four. Um, I don't know how old your your children are, but my four year old currently is getting becoming a very good negotiator. So oh. literally, she'll 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 go, um, Daddy, um, would you like a kiss and a cuddle? And I, and I'm like, of course I would. And then she'll go, only if I get a McDonald's. Wow. And I'm like, what? I'm like, so he you're not going to give me a kiss and a cuddle? Yeah, and she's fantastic at it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give in though, because I'm a good, good parent. For you. I didn't give Stay in. Stay strong. Yeah, and you, yeah. Can, you know, you know what? You can tell I'm so English. So when you were talking about your u- upload, I was thinking, mm. do you know what? A lovely log fire, nice <sighs> and you know, a nice comfy big leather chair that you can just yes. relax in. Uh, maybe I've just got to that dad stage where I'm just wanting peace and quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm there. I'm absolutely mm. there. Some place in the woods, oh, you know. You can you hear can the wood crackling. Go out and smell it. Oh, yeah, that'd be absolutely awesome. Um, so what's <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's next next for you? What are you working on at the moment, or is it a case if you just uh, relax and enjoying family life? Yeah, right now it's a lot of family life. Um, I'm exploring the writing side of things. I wrote about four pilots over the last year and so i'm starting to take those out into market which is really fun um but mostly just relaxing hanging out with family and uh making fun of those experiences on social media (laughs) (laughs) and and thoroughly trying to spoil my wife because i mean she makes the whole thing possible you know exactly uh yeah Mm. trying to do some of that and have you got any plans for when Upload Season 2 comes out to watch it? Or do you like watching yourself on screen? Or, or do, you, do, you, do you avoid it? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I, I judge every little thing that I do. Like, oh, that could have been push that moment. <laughs> you know, um, my friends have a regular habit of um, watching things that I've been in with me just to watch mm-hmm. me cringe, you know to a thousand percent uh so i'll probably be doing some of that some of that torture Mm -hmm. but i also really love season two i think it does everything that season one did but better Mm -hmm. like the romance the mystery the sci-fi everything is just like amplified Mm -hmm. and yeah it's hard not to enjoy that even despite me being in it (laughs) And do you think we'll get a se- season three? Because it's like a running theme where shows at the moment are getting renewed, like before the next season comes out. I mean, do you think yeah. that we'll get a se- season three from what you know about season two? From what I know, season two opens up for possibilities for a season three. Um, I think it's a situation where you go here's this format 
do we have something else to say? Mm. You know, and upload does a great job of taking the human experience, you know, things like love and sex and, you know, parenting, and it throws it to technology and says, like, how close can we get to the real thing? Mm. And it does a really good job of that, a good job of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's room for that in season three to explore more of those experiences and make fun of ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and see how technology is defining us as humans and what our experience is. Well, fingers um, crossed we'll get a, se- a se- season three. And and before we end this wonderful chat, I've got to say on your IMDB, we are lacking a bit of trivia for you, John. <laughs> so I think we need to... Um, add a bit of trivia on there so what is the most interesting fact about josh oh no <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting fact about me is mm, i was a, a finalist in the 2019 um camp hollywood swing dance competition which is like a worldwide (laughs) there you go why is that not on your imdb that is awesome um who would you like uh to work with the most and i think you're probably going to say jeffrey wright aren't you oh god i would kill to work with him i think he'd eat me alive (laughs) uh which would be terrifying i want to be um i want to be in something with like like Will Ferrell or Seth Rogen mm. just to just to feel out how our comedy would mesh mm. you know yeah uh, I think I'm bringing kind of like a weird new age comedy uh and those guys are so good at inventing and and being funny I'm mm. just oh Maya Rudolph oh my god okay <laughs> every everything else out the window Maya Rudolph 100% okay. thank you so much Maya if you're watching this there you Call go. Me. Make make it happen. Uh, have you. you got a party trick? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would be anyone else? Um, yeah, I I mostly just watch party tricks and quietly judge them in the corner, and go like, "Wow, I mean, anybody can juggle." <laughs> I think that's my party trick: is throwing shade. That is good. I had a guest once that said that she could lick her elbow, and. Um, for the next like minute and a half, she was trying to lick her elbow during the interview. It was great, um, and then and then af- af- afterwards she went, "Oh dear, that's going to be your screenshot, isn't it?" And I was like, <laughs> "That is going to be the thumb thumbnail on YouTube." Um, that's and right. the video's done fantastic. Uh, most headshot. most embarrassing moment, Josh. Most embarrassing. There have been so many. It's hard to it's hard to pick. Yeah, what day is it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yesterday, um, most embarrassing moment. Okay, so once I (laughs) it was in high school, and uh, I was in the um, anime and martial arts club because they just said let's combine these things. Wow, Uh, right? And I was doing a high kick. And I thought it was really cool. And I split my pants from wow. seam to seam. Uh, and I went to an all boys school. So it was fine. No big deal. I walked to my locker. I was in my boxers. Uh, and I, you know, put my lock, put boxers in the lock or pants in the locker, slammed it, started walking back to my car. 
And I didn't realize that they were having cheerleader tryouts that day. And girls from six different sister schools were on campus. Uh, and so when I turned around, there they all, all, all of them were. Uh, and they were that kind of quiet that you knew. <laughs> you were the only thing they were talking about. Um, that was pretty bad. Did you walk, walk, walk off embarrassed or did you just use what you had and walked out there with your head up high and go, hello, ladies? <laughs> I wish I was that cool. Um, I recall frantically trying to get back to my locker uh, and hiding behind a stone trash can. Those are the two things I recall. <laughs> and, and your proudest moment in your career to date? Oh, man. Okay. Okay, this is... Okay. So, there's a project that I'm a part of that hasn't been released yet. I'm starting voiceover as a result of being home more. And I got offered a kid show. Um, I can't say what it is, but it's with a very well-known franchise. And I play the dad of one of the characters, right? Oh wow! It's, and they it, offered me this, this role. This is like a game. This is like guess, guess what? You know, kind of. Uh, yeah. Okay, go on. Because <laughs> it won't come out now. until the summer. <laughs> you know, log it away. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do a kid show. Sure, you know, why not? It's kind of fun. And I did the first episode. It was really sweet. Um, I did another episode. It was kind of fun. And then each episode is like the kid is dealing with an issue, and we kind of see them navigate their feelings. The last episode that we did dealt with untimely death. Wow. And it was the heaviest, most terrifying, but most fulfilling acting I've ever done. Because I was the dad of this kid who had just lost a close friend. Mm -hmm. And playing with how are you how would I communicate that to my own kid? But also how am I teaching parents and showing parents and modeling for them how they might approach this? Mm. Um, just made the whole thing a completely different experience. You know, even though it was like this kid's show that'll come out at some point with puppets. Well, the thing uh, is, they say that that, that kid, kid, kid shows, because I can remember, I don't know if you can remember years ago, he-man uh used to oh, always yeah. have that message um and we forget that yeah the majority of cartoons and kids pro programs are quite mindless sort of let's get them zombied out for a couple of hours right. or an hour but it's quite nice and refreshing to hear that this pro pro project that you're involved in is really thoughtful in the way of how to you know put that message 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 across which as a parent again is quite quite hard um and we are responsible for molding our little ones into brilliant people so uh yeah i look forward to that i'll keep an eye out and yeah. i'll let everyone know once once we get permission to say um so lastly how can fun, uh, fans follow you on social media of course yeah i keep it real simple um i'm at josh Banday on twitter and uh, Twitter's kind of like random stuff. TikTok, all of it's random. 
random content. That's what I'm known for. You get a Morgan Freeman impression. <laughs> you get uh, random songs, some touching moments. Uh, and I'm at Josh Bande on Instagram. And I've got to say, there was a, a, a skit that you did, I think, with your your the half. And I, and I was watching it at work, and I just laughed out loud, and everyone just looked at me, and it was something to do with you you were teaching a certain group of people karate, and <laughs> <laughs> they've got heart. <laughs> and um, right. I just thought it was hilarious. But Josh, you've been a great guest. I look forward to upload season two uh, on the 11th of March uh, on Amazon. Um, yeah, get on there, watch it, support the show, and let's fingers crossed for season three. But Josh, you've been a great guest. Keep safe and stay super. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate it. Good luck with those girls. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.